Hello and welcome to episode 89 of Hearty Dice Friends. My name's Grant Howitt, this is my best friend in the whole wide world, Christopher Taylor, and we're here to answer your role-playing game questions. How you doing, Christopher? I'm sick. My voice went very high there. Why, uh, how, how sick are you? I have several golf balls in my throat. Is that why you're sick, or...? Yeah, they were filthy. <laughs> I probably should have cleaned them first, honestly. <laughs> that is how you clean them. No, I'm sick because I went to a convention and there uh... were like 10 billion nerds around and at least one of them was ill and probably so... spat down my throat or something when I didn't notice. Yeah, I mean, they will do that, unless you're careful. <laughs> you're watching with like a hawk. Hey, hey. That's why they sell those little like, like fun knives. <laughs> fun knives for fun Yeah, stamps. you know, next... Next to the, next to the, it's more like a warning stamp. Next to like all the dice towers and superfluous trays and pictures of beholders saying, "Oh, beauty is in the eye of there," etc. You know? Eighty pound DM screens and a, a picture, a book which is just pictures of dice for fifty pounds and just, I presume, some sort of some That's sort real. of yeah, some sort of Gygax themed canister. You can just put money in it and it directly burns it. Yeah, but did, did you see the eighty pound DM screens? What does it do? It's made of wood. Like, it's it's a gorgeous That's item. That's less useful than cardboard. It's, it's a gorgeous item. Like, the craftsmanship is lovely, etc., etc., etc. But oh, et cetera, it's £80 et cetera, et cetera. for right. a wooden DM screen. Yeah. Like, if that was 25 30 uh-huh. then maybe I'd think about it. Yeah. But at £80, that's not a thing I can just go, yes, that will be mine. Yes. I guess, like, it depends. Like, you know, we we don't make a shit ton of money through this. No. Through our business, we like we, we we do okay, and we only really have the interest in, I'm going to say, video games, role playing games, and um, beer, just booze, just booze, chemicals. Let's just let's just yeah yeah, no, yeah you know what broad category games and chemicals. <laughs> That's all we do. I want to take enough chemicals until I enjoy this subpar game. That's it. But we got a lot of good games at. Uh, Dragon Meat. We did get a lot of good games. What I did you get? Big. I got big pile of games. Yeah, Chris bought every game available. I, I did. I'm. I'm just, I'm just going to get in under the um under the radar here and say I got Mothership, which is very good. It's a um, Mothership is tops. It's a uh, kind of zini um, A5 soft cover um, staple bound role playing game about um, science fiction survival horror, and from what I can tell, it's actually very good. It is. So, it is the sci-fi game I want to play. Yeah, pretty much me too. Like it's um, it's generic enough, but specific. It's ge- generic enough to be approachable, but specific enough to be interesting. Mm. You can pick it up at what Melsonia dot um, because it's Melsonian Arts Council. Tuesday night games, night with a K. Yeah, but it's published by Melsonia Art Council. Oh, is it? Okay, cool. Yeah, very good. Um. So yes, um, I also got a really good deal on some second-hand Games Workshop models, which I didn't... It, I've never had that happen to me before outside of eBay, and it was a it was a thrill. Yeah, the bring and buy. Like, people putting in full boxes of miniatures. Yeah, like, unopened. Yeah. Such a strange concept to me. I don't get that you'd buy them and then go, not for me. Yeah. But then, like, I'll like to open it, look at it once, and go, no. Mm. It's not no, quite I didn't want what this. I thought it was. I don't want this. I'm going to get half the price it cost me. Yeah. Still, you came um, out like a bandit. Yeah, I did very well. I want to. I want to briefly complain about the smell of bring and buy as well. It was impressive. Like geek cons all, always smell a little bit, and that's like that's not. That, I'm not saying it's geeks that smell, although some of us do. But it's more like it is a condensed wedge of people. Mm. in a way that you very rarely have that many people indoors moving in that way in a similar fashion. Yeah, there is an ambient funk. Yeah, and around Bring and Buy, everyone's sort of jostling and trying to get in and looking and kind of excited, and clearly that causes some sort of Gamer Musk TM to be released. Just fixing nerd pheromones. But you could... <laughs> but you can sort of see it in the air. Like, you know that game, you know that game Haze? <laughs> yes. Which had that sort of yellow mist. Or PS4 <laughs> launch title haze for a PS3, PS3 launch title. Launch title haze, yeah. But anyway, below sorry. average shooter haze. What did you get? What did you get? Uh, I picked up Sins. Yes, which uh, is winner of UKGE uh, game of the game of the year. Which is um, anime the game. Yes, written by English people. 
Yes. Uh, I believe it's, it has it's, rules for slavery. It does. Which is a bit mm. weird, honestly. Like, it doesn't at any weird. point condemn it. I mean, like, look, Spire doesn't condemn a lot of terrible shit either. No, but, but um, it puts it, paints it very much in a slavery. nasty light. Whereas this is like, so slavery is an option. Think about it. Yeah, Just, we don't put in costs for people. No. They do. No. Not, especially not for people of childbearing age. Mm. Different price for them. Mm. Mm. Not okay. Not okay. Uh, but it does have it, 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 it. Instead of powers, you have songs: "Song of Bone," "Song of the Brood," which there, I think is and pretty there cool. are Nemesaries, which is the Nemes- most dramatic name I've ever heard. That's the player character, right? Yeah, ne- Nemesis Adversary. I oh, assume. I thought it was Nemesis Emissary. Well, that might be it. Nemesis Adversary sounds a bit like um. What's the word? A, that would be an adversary, which is just really <laughs> dangerous to your testicles. <laughs> Oof! Right in a fork. <laughs> that you know what that would really please me if that was like the top level power for every one of the of, of the songs of the Nemesis series to just kick him in a fork. Yeah, it is also a massive book. Yeah, Needless I couldn't lift it with my noodly boy arms. Yeah, but it's it's all right actually. Like they do some interesting stuff in there, you and the play. art is tray gorgeous. Yeah, I do like the art. It's a uh, Will. What's it? Kirkby. Shakespeare. Nah, different guy. He did uh, the writing. Ah, uh, yeah, he's on words, different things. Um, yeah, he's he's words, but it's very it's very grimy and cool and kind of cute, and I kind of like mm. it. Yeah, it, it fits, um, and it's 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 fairly gorgeous as a book. It's got its own style. Yeah, it's it's, it's a good looking book. Uh, you got the Warhammer Fantasy role play new edition. Yeah, almost as a joke, really. Yeah, it doesn't have rules for lying. No, it's very. I tried odd. to find. It has the consume alcohol skill, but not the lie skill. You have to roll to consume alcohol. It doesn't. Well, it's not like a roll. Yeah, it doesn't like it doesn't present as a roll that's like, oh, I can hold my liquor. Because it specifically says consume alcohol. You failed. Well, it's still on the table. Uh, (laughs) I guess you could have you could have another you have another go with a penalty dice because you got (laughs) to lick it up like a dog. (laughs) You've just spilled it everywhere, you idiot. Got some Simba Room stuff. I picked up some Simba Room stuff um, for multiple reasons. One, because Simba Room is beautiful, and I love yeah, it dearly. Yeah, you got a big hard on for Simba Room. I got, I got, I got massive erections for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also because Matthias was there. Yes. Um, and he's didn't, he's didn't a beautiful, get, shiny, bald man. Didn't you get some cheap books because you mentioned who you were? No, that was on. It was on sins. Yes, I got sins cheaper because <laughs> because I, they were talking about stuff. I was like, oh yeah, I'm inspired. Discounts for me, celebrity status. <laughs> I got dice I had, and some art and all sorts of stuff. I had some real issues. Like this, this was the first I think I'm going to say celebrity status shit that I had to deal with. Mm. Uh, because like I I talk a big noise and I'm lots of like I, I do a lot of selfies and you know that sort of I feel less these days I've put a bit of weight from the old antidepressants and I'm feeling less less like I want to get my big ham face out to the world, <laughs> but but dragon meat was very much if you had to pick a group of people who might know who the fuck I was it's dragon meat yeah and so like it wasn't like Kieran it wasn't like celebrity guest Kieran Gillen no. Who I was having a conversation with and was constantly pulled away for photographs. That's so weird. It was so strange. Like, he's... He's... He seems quite normal, like a normal chap. Yeah. Average human, Karen Gillan. Yeah, I mean, like, like, great writer. Oh, yeah, no, but like... I will say, like, I'm... If anything, I'm more of a fan of his his games journalism. Like, he invented new games journalism. He's an incredible writer. But, like, some people are really great postmen. Yeah, you that's know? true. I guess, like, uh, uh, um, uh, post meat, whatever they call it. Yeah, I guess they're celebrity postmen. Yeah, like, oh, wow, you delivered all those you delivered all those, all those parcels. Ah, it was no big deal. No, oh, there was a dog in the way. It was so cool. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. <laughs> it was during a hurricane and the house was on fire. Yeah, well, through sleet and snow. I imagine, I imagine they're like, hey, can you sign for this? <laughs> and they sort of <laughs> that's sign, probably sign the joke. Parcel. Yeah, that's a funny one. There was there was a rather charming moment where I was buying stuff from the Pelgrane Press Store, which was like celebrity central, as far as our industry goes. Yeah, yeah. it had Ken Height, Robin D. Laws, Simon, what's his name? Yes, Simon, the guy who the guy who works with Pelgrane. Yeah, him. He says, yeah, 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 yes, um, yeah, yeah, a lot. Whatever you talk Rob to. Rob Hinesu. 
Yeah, lovely Rob. Um, and I bought I, I bought a book from them, and they and they were like, oh, the authors are here. Do you, do you want them to sign it for you? I'm like, nah, I'm all right. Walked off. That is a bit weird. <laughs> why, why I don't know to... why, but it just felt so good. <laughs> nah, fuck you all. I'm, I'm all right, thanks. I've already got some signed books from them, limited editions. You wouldn't have seen them. Yeah, you know what? Um, we run in this. We drop the mic. <laughs> yeah, just pull out a different mic from my bag and drop that. <laughs> I've got like 60 in here for the, just for the moment. You whistle. I leap, on, I leap, land on your shoulder, and you skate away on your heelys. <laughs> Both of us is giving fingers to everyone. Yes. The enfant terrible of role-playing <laughs> But no, Dragon Meat was wonderful. It was nice it was to so see much a fun. lot of people who were like, oh, shit, you make good stuff. Yeah, it was great to meet people who, who played Spire, and like people who were like, "Oh, I'm 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 in one Spire campaign, and I'm running another, and chatting about their character, and chatting about like the Honey Hive game they've played and stuff." And one guy ran Mechanical Oryx, which is the 200 word RPG I wrote two years ago. He's running it as a, as a campaign system, which you shouldn't. No, it's not for That's that. That's just a bad idea. It's not for that. But he seemed to be having fun with it. Yeah, and it's like it was really awesome. And like when we when, and we made Mad Bank, and I got to eat a kebab. Yeah, and I saw I, I saw somebody with a critical role hat on, get incredibly excited about a paper edition of Honey Heist, which which just so charming. What does a critical role hat look like? It's got the critical role it's logo on a. Oh, I figured it was like Matt Mercer's hat. face or something. You pull it down over yours. <laughs> Hi, I'm Matt Mercer. Still so. dripping skin. So is that what he sounds like? Yeah, Hi, it's exactly it's a, it. It's high noon. Just to say, just just do a cowboy accent, and <laughs> so everybody knows him. Yeah, roll for initiative. I'm Matt Mercer. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, should we do some questions, mate? We probably should, honestly. Or should we just should, should we embark on our new critical role aping podcast? <laughs> should we just toot our own horn for another Hi. eleven and a half minutes? Hi, I'm Marisha Ray. <laughs> Hang on Hi. a minute. Hi, I'm one of the six other people whose names Grant doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, Hi, I'm Talison Jaffe. Talison Jaffe. That's a good name. It sounds like something like a badly written Irish fairy character would shout out as like an exclamation in, a, in, in an urban fantasy book. Talison Jaffe. Oh, Talison Jaffe. Ask me a question, Christopher. I will ask you please, a question. Please, please come to my door. Um, come to my window and leave a wicker basket. Come to my window um, and leave. Come to my window and fuck off. Come to my window and leave a wicker basket. And swaddled inside that basket is a is a is, is a newborn orphan question, which I must care for. Gross and mewling. Uh, Shut Chris, itself. Chris McDowell asks: Besides your own classes and the rat catcher from Warhammer Fantasy Roleplaying, what is the most inspiring class in a game? Well, it's a great question. Thank you very much for asking it, Chris McDowell, and fuck you for taking Ratcatcher from Woofrup. <laughs> and indeed our own classes. Oh. Yeah, well, I mean, I probably would have gone there. Ratcatcher from Woofrup is a fucking great character, it mainly is. because they evolve into Skaven Hunters, and then don't tell anyone about the Skaven. <laughs> and they just figure dog. they're big rats now. Well, like, they know they're big rats, and they're too large and intelligent, but then, like... It's 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 like broadly agreed by the Rat Catchers Guild. You don't tell anyone about the Skaven because otherwise shit's going to get really panicky. Mm-hmm. So you just try and keep things on the on the down low, which I like. I that's think good. that's it's, charming. It is rather charming. Anyway, we can't talk about that. We've we've been no, banned. We're not allowed. My favorite, I think my favorite class is one of the playbooks from Apocalypse World called the Battle Babe, um, which is which is non-gendered. Mm-hmm. Uh, you play a babe of any event uh, of, of any gender or any non-gender you, you prefer. Um, and you look like you're great at killing people. You're actually only mediocre at killing people. But you're threatening. Um, but you look fucking terrifying. And that, for me, is just perfect as far as characters go. Like that sort of um, eggshell armor. In that it stops everything until it stops nothing. Yeah. And so I really, I really enjoy the. Con- I think there's, uh, there's, there's, there's a couple of moves you can take, and like, and like you, you can use your cool stat rather than your hot stat to kill people, or your, your violent stat, whatever. So like, you look so cool, you can kill people. But it really works for me, and I played an androgynous uh, person in a suit with a revolver chained to my arm called Monsoon. And I only got to do it for one game, and I kind of miss it. Oh. Hmm. Sort out another game just so you could resurrect that character. I should do, I guess, but like I'd have to get someone else to run, and the person who ran lived in New York, yeah, and now doesn't talk to me anymore. It's powered by the apocalypse. Everyone can run that. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try that again. How hard can it be? <laughs> Sorry, a very, a very, a very uh, old dog got stuck in my throat there. <laughs> it's come from my golf balls. Um, what about you? Um, so, like, I have a, I had a slight problem trying to work work this out because a lot of the mm-hmm. games that I really like and the things that inspire me are almost classless. Like your Cthulhu's. Like your Cthulhu's and your BRPs and whatnot because. Mm the class isn't really a class it's just like a collection of skills you get for free yeah it's like a they, package yeah they don't actually do anything hmm. so i was thinking honestly the system of classes that that inspires me the most is um old edition unknown armies oh yes the uh, adepts uh, adepts and avatars mm. um and how they operate as a character I find incredibly yeah. inspiring, and it's inspired a lot of the stuff that's come, that we've written after it. Yeah, for God, yeah, for sure. Like, um, like just in terms of uh, zeitgeist as magic. Yeah, but and just like how much stuff matters to your character, mm. because one of the one of the big things for me is like when you're uh, a paladin or a or a fighter in D anD D. The class doesn't give you anything that matters. Well, like it, the paladin gives well. you this nebulous god. Yeah, you can lay on hands, but it's not super powerful. Yeah, or just hitty. Um, but especially with the fighter, there's no bad choices. No, you just you as, hit, as, hit as a player, sticks, right? as a yeah. as a character, rather than like as like oh, you've chosen the wrong feet, idiot. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Right. Um, whereas if you're playing an adept, like you're so obsessed with the concept of money mm. that if you use money in the wrong way, your magic goes away. So it's like if you if you spend more than a grand, you lose all your charges, don't you? Yeah. And every time every time you recruit a grand, you get a charge. Exactly, and like you have to get certain thresholds of money in one go to get more powerful things. I do want to say the original unknown armies? That's some of the cleverest shit I've ever read. Yeah. And I kind of feel let down by the new edition in that respect. It just doesn't. I, I don't. I don't get it. No. The, or maybe I think actually the writers didn't get it. The rules are better. Oh yeah, for sure. The classes are weaker. I'm not saying bad; they're weaker. No, 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 like they're still good. But I think, I think, like when when the when the authors wrote the '90s version, they were in that, and now mm. they're 20 years older, and they're sort of out of the loop of society. Yeah, and also I think one of the issues there is that they actually updated it mm. to whatever's current, and like it didn't necessarily need to do that. Well, I think I think it does, but like because it's, it's it's about it's about modern culture. Yes, but like a lot of the things they dropped because they they in quotation marks wouldn't have worked now. Mm. Like the the vidiots um, yeah. needed to watch stuff uh, television when it was on television. Yeah, and like Netflix makes that completely irrelevant. Mm. And I get that, but like fully half of the other classes. Would have worked, and they still people just people still them. take drugs and read books. People still drink a lot. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's um, fair. and then cities you... still exist. Yeah, and they just dropped them whole scale. If anything, there's more history. Exactly, um, and yeah. the avatars are wonderful because it's about being perfect, mm. but perfect to a bizarre and broken ideal. Yeah, alien. Yeah, and being this specific thing, like you're being the perfect avatar of the messenger. Mm. Like, how does that translate to how you live your life? Yeah, and that's that's so cool and so inspiring. It's really, it's a, it's a really beautiful way of doing it, and like, and it's a, a, a really beautiful metaphysical understanding of the world that it's just humans all the way down. Yeah, I like that. And it's humans who made the shit you're in now. Yeah, um, I'd also like to put in a a honorary honorary mention for invokers from D anD D Fourth Ed. Mm-hmm. Who are god wizards? <laughs> yes. Uh, who are who are like basically they like they're like normal wizards, but rather than dressing as wizards, they dress like popes. And I've got a lot of time for that. You're just all about the hats. I love the hats and like and like the big sort of um, god scarves they have. You know, god the non scarves. You know, they're like they're like they're not like warm scarves. They're more like hang scarves. Yes, the dang scarves. Got, yeah, they've got like crosses on them and shit. That sort of stuff, and one of one of your spells is in case enemy in giant in giant um, ivory stone tomb. <laughs> yes, which seems which seems final, but actually they just get a save to get out of it, which strikes me as a bit unfair. Yeah. But that's 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 a pretty cool thing to have. I will say also, you shouldn't dare put that in a game with a fighter in it. 
<laughs> no. What are you? I'm a fighter. I'm a rogue. I'm a I've warlord. A I summon the essence of a dead god. Okay, cool. Point. Right. Do you want to go? Do you want to go check out this underground location as a fire-breathing lizard? Yes. I'm already there in spirit. <laughs> I am everywhere. These golf balls have dropped my voice several octaves. <laughs> it was oh. all part of the process. <laughs> one more honourable mention. Oh yeah. Um, the classes from the One Ring. Okay. Because. They've managed to make mundane super interesting. Have they? Which is really, really difficult. What they got? Because all the classes from One Ring are um, geographic backgrounds. Right. So you come from Wilderland. Mm-hmm. You come from Lake Town, that sort of thing. Um, Lake Town. And it changes who who you are mm-hmm. based on your community because it's because it's a world of very disparate communities. Right, they're very, very different. Even though they're only like a hundred miles apart, mm. um, so having this like defensive woodland area where all the all the ranger types have these enormous Irish wolfhounds, yeah, um, and making that fun and interesting, but then also having another area that's just like commerce, and you you don't really have great combat abilities, but you can you know, hold a sword, but you can hold a sword, but yeah. you, but you can learn quickly. Right, yeah. And you can pick up and, and alter stuff. And, like, they've managed to make each of these things that, it, on the face of it, are like fighter with sword and shield, fighter with axe. Mm-hmm. Very, very separate and very, very fun to play. Okay. Which, I, which is something that I find quite inspiring. Like, it's that concept of the mundane being special. Yeah, it's a noble goal. I've got to say, it doesn't sound as good on radio as Unknown Armies, does it? No, no, no. The elevator pitch is nowhere near as cool, but... This guy has an axe. Woohoo! <laughs> but they've managed to squeeze individualism into every single class, mm. and it feels it feels really good. And then, obviously, you just stick a hobbit on the side like a fucking kender. I have a question for you. Ask me. Fans asked, how do you encourage players to make obviously bad but fun choices? Um... Make the bad but fun choices less certain. Go on. So, if you've got, if you're playing a horror game and you've got an upstairs and a downstairs, mm-hmm. you want the players to run upstairs because that's the trope. Yes. And it's more fun than them running downstairs and then pissing off out the door and just leaving. Well, I guess it's also like the basement, but definitely not the ground floor. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially, you make you make it so that if they if they want to go to the the downstairs, there's a there's a very certain outcome, right? Which is probably death. Okay. Whereas the upstairs is like maybe you'll live. You won't live. Maybe, maybe there's a pony up there, but the pony is evil. Oh, it's just an asshole. <laughs> it's, it's Cheats got, at cards. It's got, it's got a Stanley knife. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's it's taped on. Like it doesn't have. It's got hooves, so it can't like. It has to <laughs> just, nudge out the blade. I imagine it on its hind legs. Pushing its two hooves together around a Stanley knife, like it's praying, <laughs> stomping back and forth, trying to stay balanced. Yeah, and then just kind of falls well, then, forward onto you. Is it a Shetland pony? Because it's even better. Yes, it's tiny, yeah. so it can fit through oh. the doors. That's true. In fact, yeah, like um, like you'd you'd overturn a bookcase or something, and it would get caught in the door, and then it would get caught in the corridor, and then the pony would just sort of skitter under it. <laughs> Stanley knife in its mouth, coming for you. Just slide under it like an action hero under a lorry. <laughs> like pressing X to go through a small gap in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> it, it would invert its whole body upside down, slide along its ass, and then flip back over. <laughs> Pull two silenced pistols, then drop them immediately because it doesn't have hands. Yeah, it just kind of slides them out of the holsters and they immediately just fall to the ground. It, they're, not, they're not referenced again. No, but the holsters are. Because you've got a cowboy Shetland pony chasing you. When it runs into the next scene, it's got sunglasses from somewhere. <laughs> Actually, come on, come to think of it, what kind of horse wears sunglasses? Because its eyes are on the side of its head. I guess if they're specially made, there's got a wider bridge. Goggles, I suppose. That works. Like, like like Quicksilver in the um, X Men films. He's got goggles, isn't he? Yeah, like that. Or like, yeah, okay, but but about, imagine his imagine he's playing a prey species and his eyes are on the side of his head. Yes. A beast of burden. Um, so you can put a pony up there. 
Yep, and give it, some, and give it some cool, give it some cool goggles. I can't think of anything else. I think you can encourage players to make obviously bad but fun choices by egging them on. Yeah, and like, like rewarding them for it. Like you can reward them with like willpower and stuff, and you can, and you and you can give them in-game bonuses. But I think my my favorite one is oh yeah okay go on do it. <laughs> Go on, yeah, it's brilliant. And like, show how excited you are. Show how excited you are for them to make a bad choice. Because this is at the end of the day, like, at the end of the day, we're entertaining each other. This isn't for anyone aside from us, unless you're doing an actual play recording. Yeah, this is this is just for each other. And so the GM loves it when players make obviously bad but fun choices. Now I will say there is a there's an upper limit to this, which is ah uh, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna go pick the king's nose. But, but he'll but but he'll kill you. Uh, I just think it might be fun, and there is very much that you have to have the capacity to read the fucking room. Yeah, like stay which, within tone. Yeah, play to and trope that sort of stuff. Don't like, just be like I'm gonna take a maraca and assault the king. Push it up my ass. Hey, that's a bad hey. choice. Might yeah, be fun. Da, da, da. I, I mean, I guess they're ergonomically shaped. You probably exactly. would be too. You'd be all right, wouldn't you? But also not great mid combat. You want a flared base. Mm. Gonna lose it. No, Jesus. I mean, I, I mean, you've not lost it. You know where it is. <laughs> so does everybody else in the room. You're just you're just carrying it, I yeah. guess, very securely. But things like um, Trail of Cthulhu do it with their drives. They always felt like a bit of a, a bit of a sledgehammer where a scalpel was needed for me. Yeah, they because what they do is they punish rather than reward. Yeah, well, so we should explain how how they work. Yeah, so um, a drive is something like thirst for knowledge. So um, a DM can activate a hard drive or a soft drive. A soft drive is if you want if you want to go against your drive. So there's potential to learn knowledge, but you don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. You lose one stability. Um, and a hard drive is you have to make a check and potentially lose an awful lot. Of stability mm. for going against your what is essentially your core nature, yeah, and like that definitely makes sense if you've got the like protect people role and one of your friends is in danger and you're like well you've got to go you've got to go protect them like mm. that's 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 what you're about and I can definitely imagine like you taking that stability loss because you're coming to terms with the fact that you let your friend die yes. that's if it makes sense but but rather than oh you have to go down into the basement why well because you're curious oh I don't I don't really want to I've got this shit going on well you're gonna go insane if you don't. <laughs> Yeah, like that. I think I think it's actually easier to argue the curious one than it is to argue something like in the blood, which is a mm. default one in Trail. Yeah, um, which, which is a cool idea, but very yeah, hard to which is play. that your your family, your ancestry is tainted in some way. You're mm. cursed. You're you interbred with deep ones Great way back. Apes. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Whatever it is, and so you're going to go into a basement. Yeah. What? Yeah, because that's where that's where horror lies. Yeah, so I guess I need to go into a basement because because Granddad fucked a fish. <laughs> that, that doesn't that doesn't tally. Granddad in my head, understood you know? how to please that cloaca. Yeah. Can you sexually please a fish? I guess I you can. Don't know. I haven't got any fish to ask. Or yes, but you would have to ask, wouldn't you? Yeah, you shouldn't just try yeah. it out. Well, I mean, you know, like intuit it back and forth, see how it's going, see, like, see if see if anything develops. Sorry, can you read the emotion on the face of a fish? Look, baby, the language of love goes across all races and species. Does it? No. No. Oh, okay, apparently not. I don't think fish have the the muscles to to, to smile. You know, to <laughs> like, I don't think it's. I just don't think it's a function. Just real quick, can you imagine the terror of seeing a fish smile? <laughs> Not like a shark, but just like like a goldfish. Yeah, and just like because it is happy. Yeah. Not because it wants to be a scary clown. No. Well, that's that's better, I guess. Yeah. But it wouldn't understand. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. This is this is kind of a sordid thing to be discussing. It is. Can we move on? I can, I can sidestep into something that's less sordid. Yeah. Go on. Um, because we're talking about smiling and scary clowns. I recently watched the new It. Okay. How is It? It is great. Okay. It the clown. is a kids on bikes RPG. Oh, okay. But also there's a big scary clown. Yeah, like vaguely scary clown. It's not that scary a film, honestly. I've got to be honest with you. I think kids on bikes has sort of snuck in as a genre. It has. 
in the Stranger Things was there, and everyone was like, ah, yes, kids on bikes, that wild stuff. No, hang on, what are you chatting about? This isn't a thing. It's a thing now, unfortunately. Well, there's the Goonies, yeah, but Stranger that... Things, and fuck all else. But, like, the... There isn't, like, this wealth of kids-on-bikes RPGs no. spanning the gap between Goonies and Stranger Things of about 600 years or whatever it was. There's there's Into the Loop. Yeah. Outside the Loop. In the Loop. What's it called? Into... End of the Loop. Out of Around the loop. the loop. Round the Twist. Have you ever, ever felt like this? Actually, Chris, was Around the Twist kids-on-bikes? Yes. Shit. <laughs> yes, it really was. Um, anyway, how was it? It was it was great. It's it really it plays it, sorry plays. It looks like it plays like an RPG game. Oh, that's kind of fun. Um, there's a lot of like nice set pieces. Um, there's working out what defeats a monster, and it, it's it's really worth a watch. How is how is the lack of Tim Curry? So Skarsgård is very good. Okay, because um, I do believe everything could be improved by putting Tim Curry in it. That's fair. Tim Curry's it was very lascivious. Right, lascivious. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, uh, lascivious. Um, because Tim Curry can't not do that. No, everything has that. No, he hasn't done his trousers. Hello, hello. Um, whereas Skarsgård is much more clipped. Mm. Um, and there's this sort of weird. It starts off with this weird sort of innocence thing going on. Okay. When he's just he's just talking to a kid from inside a sewer. He's yeah, ta- Tim talking. Curry's never been innocent. No, um, it very quickly changes, but. I'm not saying he's a bad man. He's just not innocent. No, um, but he's definitely worth a watch if if if, mm. if you are thinking about or are playing a kids on bikes game. Do you reckon that Tim Curry and Annika Rice could set up some sort of um, Indian eatery together? <laughs> Tim and Annika's. The, yeah, they call it Tim and Annika's. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty good. They could they could do that awful thing where they put curry sauce on chips like monsters. I'd probably put it on fucking rice. <laughs> no, because curry sauce on rice makes sense. I, I really hope it's just Tim Curry's special sauce, which doesn't involve any spices. <laughs> it's, just, it's just cream and mustard. It's just grits. Just grits. It's like that white gravy stuff. And this, we call it Annika. <laughs> it's, it's a kind of Huel. <laughs> it's, it's just a Cumberland sausage. <laughs> One of the curly ones, yeah. Oh, I do, I do, I do like a bit of Cumberland. <laughs> Why do you call it the Annika? Well, there's a lot of it. It's a challenge. Yeah. Oh, fuck you. I just want to apologise. I just want to apologise for everyone who wasn't born in the eighties in England uh, for that for the last ten minutes. There, there was a, there was a there was a show called Challenge Annika. Yes, um, and it was it was genuinely quite clever. I also want to say this: whenever I listen to American podcasts, they never fucking stop to explain what their sitcoms were. Yeah, assholes. Yeah, they're, they're like, oh, Mister Belvedere is here. Who the fuck is Mister Belvedere? Who's this Mister Rogers? Come. He sounds like a. Butt I'm sorry. Man. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I know who Mister Rogers is. I shouldn't use the c word. Please cut that out. <laughs> no, I'm going to make it the loudest thing that's ever been in this podcast. Oh no! Now you seem like such a good, good guy. I'm going to put an echo effect on it, and I'm going to put it at the front and the end before there's the gonna, music and after. It's going to be a dance remix. <laughs> Rogers, Rogers, Rogers is a cunt. <laughs> Monster. Anyway, Challenge Annika was a. Um, it was a show. It was a TV show on Saturday night. It was like prime time viewing. Mm. And Annika had a series of challenges she had to accomplish across the British Isles, and she got there in a helicopter. It was. It was essentially a very complicated treasure hunt. Yes. So you had she, to solve clues, like the, where the answer would be Hampton Court. Right. Um, and then she'd have to get in a helicopter. Fly to Hampton Court, mm. solve a puzzle there, to get the next clue to go. Uh, it's Loch Ness, and they fly to Loch Ness. Now I can't help but feel that it might have been slightly f- f- nudged in her favour because if she didn't get past the first clue, that would be a boring hour. Yes, and also they went to a lot of very famous places where there's actually no fly zones. Ah, what? What? So they had to just sort of fake it. No, no, no. So they had to get clearance to go in there. Ah. So, like, they, they did stuff like landing near Buckingham, Buckingham Palace, which you can't Dodging do with Queen's, a helicopter. Uh, Akak guns. <laughs> yeah, just the flat cannons. I'll take you down! Bastards! <laughs> the um, goggles <laughs> She's having flashbacks to the time she took that bunker during the war. Yeah, with a single grenade and a, and a razor. <laughs> the, the grenade was a dud. Yeah. She just used it like a rock. It was a distraction. 
dashed in 13 Come here, Fritz! I'll show you who rules these fucking waves! <laughs> it's me! It's me! I'm Britannia! <laughs> Out of my fucking way! I love this queen. I'm kind of into this, like, muscle queen. I'm imagining her being kind of hench. Yeah. Or, or is it funnier if she's smaller? No, 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 like, she's, like, like she's a lot queen. younger. Also, because, yeah, it was 50s queen, like, right. you know, hello. Right. Quite quite a looker back in the day. I'm, I'm thinking, like, Zarya. I'm pretty sure she was Claire Foy back in the day. I don't know who that is. Uh, she plays the queen in the Netflix show The, the, the Crown. Oh, okay. It's set in, like, the 50s, 60s, and she's right. sort of, you know, boys. Anyway, hello. Hello. Would you like another um, question? No, what, what were you chatting about there? You said, like, it was, um... Oh, so I'm like imagining, like Zarya. The, imagine the queen likes like Zarya from Overwatch, like that. That big, huh? Like, yeah, like power lifter. I'm. I don't know. I'm, I was thinking more Tracer. What, All what? right, love. <laughs> Sixteen and Cockney. <laughs> well, Cockney in large inverted commas. And a All lesbian. right, love. Cockles and eels. It's me, Tracer. I love ladies. <laughs> I'm into girls. I got the, I got the pistols and the reversing time. I, I did. I was a huge fan of the of the reveal that Tracer's gay. It was nice, wasn't it? Like or, first or off, like, it was oh, it was genuinely lovely, and then queer. there was the we fucking can outcry, queer. outcry. Yeah, like, what? What? My wife? That's the danger, mate. If you if you make TF2 with waifus in, you've got to make them waifus fuckable. Mate, it's not like this video game character is now off the market and you're denied. Look, they can... <laughs> like the dream was that maybe if if Tracer did ever come out of come out of the screen in a sort of bad sort of mad science, what was it called? Weird bad science. science? Weird science, or as or, or or as they call it in London, comet, as in comets, appliances, science, science, weird science. Um, <laughs> she that was a fucking roundabout. It was a it was a long walk, and there wasn't much at the end. No, but uh, I I think that the dream is that you could maybe shag Tracer. Yes, and if and if she doesn't like boys, then that that puts you entirely off the market. But like, the like, if she does like boys, dude, she hangs out with McCree all the time, right? Like, he's a very attractive man. Or Zenyatta, the Buddhist sex robot. Is that I don't remember the sex part. I've made that up, but you know, oh, okay. could is be. that what the spheres do? They they vibrate weirdly. They they go in and out of places, right? Mm. Yeah. What's he, what, what does he say? Stare into eternity or something. Um, there's a lot of stuff about the iris. Ah, yes. I, I I don't think I really had quite the um, gravitas there. Yeah, stare into eternity or something. I'm a robot. <laughs> Glance bleep, at bleep. forever. Whatevs. Yeah, whatever. The iris is opening, yeah? Cool. See you around, mate. Bye. As long as I make one, I hover. Well, the, the sexual monster that is Roadhog. Yeah, Roadhog fucks. Right? Jesus, Roadhog fucks. What a sight. Fucks like, an, fucks like an exploding steam train. Yeah. It's monstrous. Um, just a quick question. If you did have to knob anyone out of Overwatch, who would it be? Oh, that is that is difficult. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm only going to accept starting like characters with, with, on original release because I don't know any oh, of the new shit, ones. because that, that gets rid of Moira. Yeah, and also the um, that, um, that attractive hammer one. Oh, Brigitte. Br- Brigitte. Because everyone fancies Brigitte. Obviously. She just seems so wholesome. Right, uh, all of her, all all of like the sprays you can put on the wall are just her like playing with a cat, oh, eating a sandwich. Like there's, there's nothing like crazy violent. There's one bit where she's put a hat on a hat on her cat and it's just pointing like she's directing it to war. I like, love women who eat sandwiches. Right. Okay, but no, it, it can't be them. It has, has to be one of the original. Or sorry, which Overwatch character or which one of the original 151 Pokemon would you want to have sex with? In fact, no, just the Pokemon. <laughs> Can it be none? No. Because, uh, like, I don't... Mewtwo. It's Mewtwo, mate. Is it? Well, I don't think sap- it is. Speaking as a sapiosexual. Because, like, the, um, the Overwatch find... thing is super easy. Because they're humans. Because May exists. Yeah, May is really cute, actually. Yeah, okay, cool. Like, in that lineup, you've got May, Zarya, Tracer... Just nothing but Mercy. Wifus. Yeah. Symmetra. Farah. Yeah. Diva. Like the, if you want, if you want a woman who's the colour of an expensive sports car, what do you make her? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, they're all babin. Right. Hmm. Um. Oh yeah. So so I'm saying it's too easy an answer. So Pokemon. I'm thinking Mewtwo because one, very intelligent. Weird, two, weird tail. Weird tail. And three, thick. 
two C's thick. <laughs> Me two got that fuck. Me two been doing them fucking squats. But like it's it's very bottom heavy. Yeah, man. No, but like too bottom heavy. I'm gonna argue. It's got that got that um skinny little waist. I get sprung, but I put up sun. <laughs> Is that how it goes? <laughs> yeah. Got a round thing in my face. <laughs> so I've just pulled up a picture of the original Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, an awful lot of them either look like pigeons, birds, or snakes. Yeah, remember also many of them are much larger than you remember. Yes, that's a bit weird. Yeah. Um, like I recently was very bored and downloaded Pokemon Go again. Okay. Um, and like it goes, oh, you've picked up a new Pokemon. It's eight and a half feet tall. What? Mm. I don't. I don't. That, that's that, that's like those people who have those stupidly big dogs. Mm. So, uh, you keep that fucking thing in your house. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like like I, I look Irish wolfhounds are all well and good, but they look like that they, they should be crawling out of a bog, summoned by a druid. Yeah, and I'm you don't kinda, want to. You don't want one in your aesthetic. fucking bedroom. Say again. I'm kind of down with that aesthetic. I quite like an Irish wolfhound. <sighs> I, I guess you're I, the I right want, scale. I want pets who can put me in scale, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it would just look like a normal dog next to you. Exactly. You're dodging the question. Snorlax. Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, have a, and like, like, a, like a lovely cuddle afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. Or okay. if you want to get weird with it, ditto. Well, that's just like... that's just like, I oh, choose the I, changeling. I choose the one of sex with changeling, because they're anything. You can't have ditto. Although, I guess... Because ditto just looks a bit like... The guys he's copying, he looks he looks like a slightly bad version of whatever he's copying. So like you get you get Pikachu, but the eyes are drawn on wrong. So I'm I'm looking at the image results here for for the original Pokemon, mm-hmm. and most of them seem right. Mm-hmm. Like there's Abra, Kadabra, Alakazam, mm-hmm. all fine. And then one of them is just bunch of faces. Which one's bunch of faces? It just looks like a load of eggs. I think it's Executor. Oh, Execute. Yes. Yeah, but it's just it's a called of bunch of faces. I don't think it's called Bunch of Faces. <laughs> bunch of Faces, I choose you! And this one's called This Batch. One's Eevee. I think it's somebody trying to name them. Oh, right, I see, okay. Um, yes, that makes sense. Like, sort of like someone who's never seen Pokemon names No, no, Pokemon. no, no, no. Like, most of them are right. Right. Like okay. Psyduck, Cyclore. Mm, that's not uh, right, it's Golduck. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Swirly or Whirly? Question mark. <laughs> that's Poliwhirl. I'm not seeing them, I'm guessing. <laughs> swirly, no whirly. No, this one's swirly. No, this one's polo whirl. Great, okay. Um, I fear this bit where you describe an image might not make it into the final show. That is entirely... There. Of, uh, uh, whose question is it? I, I asked you that one about Pokemon. You did, um, but did I Did I also ask you the first bit? What was the question? I don't remember. Hang on, what were we, what were we answering? You have to make bad choices, I think. Wow, well, we certainly fucking have. Yeah, we've made a lot of um, bad choices in our life. You ask me a question now. Okay, the Foofinator on Twitter asks, when playing an RPG, do you create a character who is A, the complete opposite of you, B, you but with a sword, C, you but the secret jerk version, or D, a completely original character, but they may or may not have some trust issues? Secret jerk version of me. Yeah, it's secret jerk version, isn't it? Yeah, it's all, yeah. Um, I, I just play a very. I think also like I I play someone who who like me if consequences weren't really a thing. Yeah, yeah. If you could get away with literally anything because you yeah, were magic. Much. Yeah, um, and just someone who doesn't worry about like oh I don't like me but without depression. Yeah. So like my my RPG character never have to roll to get out of fucking bed in the morning. <laughs> exactly. You know? That's that's not an interesting challenge in narrative like terms of there's, RPGs. There's not a social role to start the conversation, and then a social role for the conversation. It's always like it's it's, it's like what's uh, what's your when you talk to the GM and the GM's oh okay so what do you want to happen here what what are we rolling for what's at stake here it's never just like I just want to pass the next seven minutes without looking like a prick yeah I just I I'm I'm standing next to someone at a bar they've said hello to me because we're at a convention together. And now I have to just sort of... I have to smile and nod. So the scene is... I've uh, Just just double-checking here. The scene is I've just left the house uh, for an mm-hmm. important meeting. Wow. Um, so what, I, what I'd like to happen... You're four hours early. <laughs> obviously. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's fine. That's not even a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'd like to happen is that I don't suddenly notice that what I'm wearing is covered in custard. 
Yeah. Um, I don't want the people uh, I'm walking past to each individually judge me. Yeah. Um, I'd really, it's going to be an extended skill check. <laughs> yeah. I'd really like to not constantly worry, have I got my credit card or not? That would be good. Chris, I, I swear to God I wasn't always this bad, but I think I'm losing object permanence as I get older. <laughs> You're losing stuff. That's different. Oh, I am losing stuff all the time. But, like, I will... I will To make sure I've got my keys when, when I go out the front door, I'll before I open the door, I'll check my pocket for keys. Mm-hmm. And then I'll open the front door, hold it open, and be like, hang on, do I have my keys? It's like I'm six months old. Yep. Still fascinated by these mysterious reappearing and disappearing keys. Yeah, and I will occasionally, like, walk down the street with my hand on my wallet. Yeah. It's not, like, through fear somebody's going to mug me. Through fear that I've left my wallet at home. What? How? Why, why can't we trust ourselves? Why can't we exist in normal society? Is this everyone? Is this, this just because be we're, we're, like, cruising towards our mid-30s? Is it the drugs? Could be. Or is it everyone? Column A, column B. Yeah, that's fair, I suppose. It just it just seems weird to no longer believe that I have my that I have my um keys on me, even after I've clearly put them in my pocket. Yeah. And I always have anyway. What are we chat about? When playing an RPG character, do you Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um nah, me but a dick. I was thinking actually, like, wouldn't it be interesting to have the skill leave house? <laughs> yes. And like and like you and like you'd write depression in the RPG, but it would be like leave house would be a skill, and you can take ranks in it, and you've got to roll that shit when you leave. I think like maybe like that that zero player game which you don't like. Yes, uh, I think is I think is a very clever work of art. The one that's not a but, game, yeah. yeah. It is a game, it just doesn't have any players. It's not a game. It's very clever. It's not a it's game. Not, it's an art piece. It's, it's not a very playable. clever art piece. It's not a game. It's a it's a, it is an unplayable game, but that's it not, is still a game. That's not a game. Okay, point is, um, I think it's because it, it, it re-examines the ideas of what games are. Anyway, it's an anti-colonial. Okay, um, but you take you 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 try and you, you list all the challenges that mentals like us have. Yeah, and then have them as skills. So it's not like athletics, but it's like catch bus. Yep. Uh, like reach, but like like arrive somewhere on time. You'd have that out the wazoo. But the problem is that like I would do that thing where like crit successes are five above target number right and i get like 60 above the target number yeah yeah yeah. and arrive some and arrive somewhere four hours early because Mm. i'd be panicking that i was late come to think of it i think you could probably make quite an interesting um depression the rpg by having all of these very specialized skills and then everyone's terrible at them but you get spoons you can spend per day (laughs) like re-rolls um, no, no, no. They make the skills work. Oh, right. So, so I'm plus one without a spoon, um, or like, sorry, I'm minus three without a spoon. And when I spend a spoon, that bumps me up to plus three or plus five. Mm. And so I have a very limited number of spoons I can spend for things like get dressed, wash hair, brush teeth, smile at person. Well, actually, what you could do is have a percentile system. Okay. Where the target number is always fifty. Go on. And the idea is that you have to get as close to 50 as possible. Right. So if you are a normal, neurotypical human being... I heard that. That only means non-autistic. Right. Because um, that... I, I have... I, I was at a thing. And okay. Uh, I, I asked what the word was, and apparently it's neurotypical for someone who doesn't have autism. Go on. Okay. But yeah, it seems weird just go, a normal person... A, a non-mentally ill person. Yes. Um, yeah. Has all of these skills at 50. So they don't need to roll; they just use their ah, stat. Ah, right, yeah. Whereas, they get an auto success. And if if it, any number above fifty is, you do it mm. too well because you're overcompensating. Because you've got you've got that ADD. Yeah, and any number underneath that is essentially the depression side of things, where you just don't yeah. do it. You fuck it up. And like you kind of get a, you kind of get leeways. So ten either way means you kind of do the thing, but it's. Oh, it's terrible. Well, that's, sorry, sorry. Ten either way, I'm going to say you do it and it's fine. Yeah. Because, like, you, you, like you, you've only got a one in a hundred chance of doing it otherwise. Yeah. But, like, the, for the skill turn up on time, mm. I've got plus 70 to my D yeah. percentile roll. Yeah. And every every 10% you roll over is how early you are. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm trying to get 50. 
So I'm always going to be early. It's kind of interesting. But how early am I? You could probably pare it down to just like succeed in the six up. Yeah, yeah. But I just I just picked the percentile system just yeah, because yeah, yeah. it it shows off that mechanic kinda, in a clear fashion. I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. And like and like okay, Grant, you got to do some work today. Let's roll. Okay, cool. I got a seventy-five. So it looks like I'm not having lunch. Yes, because I'm working too much. Because <laughs> I forgot what hunger is. Yep. Or you get a ten. And it's like, oh, I just can't. I can't. God, I hate this. God, this God, this whole world. And then you can spend a spoon to just put it at 50. Yeah, well, I suppose like you'd, like, you'd spend a spoon to get plus whatever or minus whatever to the roll. Because like, like, there's still a capacity that goes monumentally wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Although I kind of like the idea that, <laughs> that if you spend a spoon, it inverts the number you've currently got. Oh, you flip-flop. No, 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 no. It inverts your skill. So my plus oh, okay. 70 in Beyond Time... Right. Becomes a minus 70 to be on oh, time. So you can use it to sort of pull yourself back down. Yes. But it okay. also means that, that it, I will probably be late for things. Yes. Which will then cause me um, anxiety, stress damage. Yes, which 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 is, I guess, what you'd have um, instead of hit points. Yeah. Good. Well, that's the saddest game we've ever made on this podcast. Well, I suppose... Nobody died of... with a hammer. Sorry? Nobody died to hammers. That's true. There was no pony with a hammer. Mm. I think. Um, I think that it perhaps perhaps it shows a uh, a level of introspection and understanding of our condition that could be lauded. Yes, and monetized. Uh, but won't be. And what? Sorry. Monetized. Monetized. Yes. Um, if I, I really hope we can make some money off our illness. Put me through sad college. <laughs> how does how does that work? It's the same as normal college, but just nobody really wants to be there. Oh, so it's like normal college then. But like some people want to be oh. there. I, I assume. Do you remember those people who just did tons of work all the time? Yeah, cheats. Yeah, hackers. Supposed to, yeah, you're not supposed. To, yeah, they 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 they, uh, they understood the system. Gaming the system at university and getting big numbers. Of course, yeah, like pricks. those 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 pricks leveling up. Right. The trick is you t- you simply read the pricey of the of, of the novel and 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 you you learn enough to ask two brackets two questions, mm-hmm. uh, which makes it sound makes it seem like you've read the book. Or do what I did and just style it out. I, I mean, that's there's there's an element of styling it out in that. Yes, but like also, I, I mean, you were on you were did philosophy, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. Like you so that's that's styling shit. it out the degree. Yeah, and like I just didn't go to some of my classes. No, I mean you did. You did score less than you needed to graduate. Correct, yes. And you managed to graduate. And that's styling so that's it good. out, my friend. Yeah. Uh, with uh, you, you, you got half a percent under the minimum score and you still got through. So yep. hats off to you for that. Thank you. And like, yeah. it, it was never a degree I was going to use. No, it was philosophy. Yeah. So, so webs. Yeah, webs, really, I guess. it was the, the, the whole thing was a waste of time. That thing was great. Uh, sorry, the bit where you had to go into class was shit. Oh, yeah, that was... The bit where we met and like, got to hang out for rare. three years. Like, I really like living with you. Do you remember? It was absolutely, it's absolutely adorable. We were, we were in my kitchen in first year. This is just a little this is just a little note for, for, for us, really. This isn't for anyone but us. <laughs> you can stop listening to our ki- podcast, Dan. We were in my... Um, ki- Dan. We were in my... Um, Kitchen in first year, and we were and we were talking, and we were chatting about like I think like I, one of us said to the other, "Do you want to move in together when we move out of halls for second year? Like, do you want to put together a house?" And we're like, yeah, that sounds great. That'd be really cool. And I remember saying to you, "You know what? It seems sad because we're only going to get two years. And it doesn't seem like long enough." Mm. Um, little did we know. <laughs> and then I bought my girlfriend with me. <sighs> Chris's. <laughs> Chris's girlfriend was a um, a unique soul. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the, one of the earliest interactions I had with her, I had with her, was when I kind of I think I tapped her on the shoulder or poked her in the arm to try and get her attention, and she hit me full in the chest with her forearm and ran away in yep. town. Uh, she was very good at bursting into tears. Weaponized, my friend. Yeah, like I don't want to say like she didn't like they were they were turned on and off with incredible skill. It was a it was. It was it was a it was very unpleasant to live with, but also there was very much an element of the girl who cried too fucking much, which I think is the sequel to the the boy who cried wolf. <laughs> In the I think by about the eighth time, it no longer had the same effect on me. Anyway, this is getting mad introspective now. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just complaining about your exes. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't to an in. audience who don't so, know I, them. Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to make it interesting and explain. But yeah, that's fair. Okay. 
Um, should we have one more question then wrap it up? Let's have one more question. Because we've had quite a lot of dead air in this episode. Not dead air. Um, use, unusable things. Yeah. Also, we've only answered three questions. We have, yes. But then That's there was good, that time yeah. you called Mr. Rogers a cunt. Please don't bring um, that up again. I don't like using that word even. Oh, well. You, said, you, you, you called the nicest human being on record. No. A cunt. No, it was a joke. The joke is he's not one. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Okay. Oh, oh no, it's all gone wrong. Um, uh, Alan Bennett writes in. <laughs> uh, hello, I'm interested in any. Uh, I'm interested in an intro for a large ham. <laughs> what? It wasn't Alan Bennett. It was Alan Bennett. It was someone called Big Papa Moose. So, can you please explain what a, an intro for a large ham, and large ham is capitalised, mm-hmm. So, a large ham is a TV trope thing, a uh, TV tropes thing, where a, where a bold and brassy character, like Brian Blessed, uh, makes, their, makes their introduction and yells something bold, and, uh, and, and sort of smashes into the plot. And the, the reason why it's called a large ham is you could, you could replace this line with, Did anybody order a large ham? What an odd thing. It's a very funny idea, a large ham. Yeah. Because hams are already pretty big. But like a really big ham. Just a big ham. So yeah, what we want is uh, is is big, bold things to say when you when, when you stomp in a room. I'm everyone's dad. <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> Which is the way to the pensions office? <laughs> is this the job center? Does anyone remember my name? I'm frightened. Sad one. Yeah, this is much more late era Brian Blessed, where he's not quite all there. My children don't call anymore. <laughs> I've forgotten their faces. All right, I think I think we made it too sad. Sorry, let's really back in. Let's let's put it funny again. Yeah, we'll put put it funny. Um, I have an incurable disease. <laughs> Things haven't been the same since the death of my wife. Marry me. <laughs> Actually, marry me. Become my new. Yeah, marry me is quite a good one. (laughs) Just kicks down the door. What? (laughs) Kicks down the door. Points hard at the first person he sees. Wife? (laughs) No. Tries again. Wife? Yes. Good. Excellent. Come with me. Get on the carriage. Get on my horse. It's it's a it's a wheelbarrow. Okay. Um. Let's stop it. This was this was a this was a damp squib of a question. Pizza for how it? That's a great thing for anyone to say. I'm like never, he, I'm never upset to have pizza. He's down on his luck, so he's a pizza delivery boy. Ah, uh, okay. I've ordered. I thought, I thought he was just bringing me a pizza, like as a treat. Nah, nah, I'm bruv. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm sick. Yeah, you're sick. I think you know what. I think we've done pretty well considering how ill you are. Yeah. Proper fat my voice though. Yeah, that's a shame. It's, it's the great thing is it's that like, your job doesn't involve talking to me all day. Yeah. Oh, wait, now that other thing. Thing. Anyway. We should anyway. we should rein this cavalcade of whimsy. Yeah, we need to strap some reins to this whimsy and bring it on back down to serious land. As I do the plugs. Yeah, and I need to just neck a bottle of cowpole. Do we? Do we? Should, should we have it like like a jingle for the plugs? No, that's a lot of plugs. It's like an electrical warehouse. Did you think I, I, I could I could have gone somewhere? That's a hard applause. I could have gone a lot better with that. That yeah, that would have been good actually. Yeah, um, just rattle through them. And okay, we'll get cool. these People on their way. Give us some money. Give us the money. Put the money in the bag at patreon.com forward slash Hardy Dice Friends, and nobody gets hurt. If you give us enough money, people you want to get hurt will get hurt. But before then. Just put the money in the bag and he watches jewellery. Put it all in the bag. I have a gun. Not here, but I have one. Somebody will bring it. Some, I'll call them. I'll, can I borrow your phone? Uh, we uh, we have a great Discord. You can come and, come and hang out and talk on that. It's a lovely, friendly, supportive community. And we post pictures of our cats. We, and dogs, if we have dogs. You can follow us at HDF Podcast on Twitter. We even update it sometimes. And finally, if you want to send us a big email, a big juicy email with the weight of your query... Send it to heartydicefriends at gmail.com. Thank you. That is us. That is we us. Are, we are it. We are it. We are off 
Like Chris is going to go lie down in a bath of cowpole. Yeah, and just smoking an opium pipe filled with cowpole. So it's a wet, it's a wet smoke, Grant. It's a wet smoke. It's like it's like that bit from the end of the crow where that guy smokes a woman's eye. I don't remember that, and I'm glad I don't. It's not great. Lots of love, big Bye. hugs, kisses on your forehead. Bye. Bye.